Lord be with you. And with your spirit. And we call Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus Christ. Don't worry about it. Okay, now just toss it down. All right, so everybody's a half turn off tonight. That's all right. Deacon, bell ringer, priest, welcome to the club. That actually is sort of fitting. Holy criminy, I just dropped a book on my foot. I'm beginning to think the Blessed Mother doesn't want me to say something. We're going to try this all over again. (sighs) The most striking image I've ever seen of the Blessed Mother is in a lobby of an office building in Denver, Colorado. It wasn't in the office building when I saw it. The artist had just finished it. I'm not sure the guy that bought it knew exactly what he got, but... The image is real big. It's the whole wall of the inside of this office building. So it's like 24 by 12. The whole sort of background is black. It looks like maybe we're in a dark alley. And off to one far corner, there's a solitary figure. There's only one. And he's as plain looking as you can find. He could be any one of us. Maybe it's St. John, but maybe it's you or it's me. And the only light in the whole image is from a single foot that is just rising out of the top of the frame. And the foot is old and gnarled and has corns on it. Busted toenail, like it's walked a million miles. And probably it had. This came to mind last week. A week ago today was, of course, the Feast of St. Dominic, who's a very special patron in my own life. And uh, an artist released an image on or near the occasion of the Feast of St. Dominic. Those of you that saw my Facebook profile chain saw this. He's like leaning up against a wall, and he's taking his shoes off, and he's got one foot crossed over the other at the knee, and he's like, I don't know, maybe picking a sliver out the bottom. 
It's a deliciously earthy image of the saint. It's not the way we typically picture our saints. But it's a very smart image. Because St. Dominic, even in his own lifetime, was associated with the passage from Isaiah, how beautiful are the feet of those who on the mountain bear good news. This is an earthy feast. It's a feast for people with bodies who occasionally miscue each other and take the wrong step in the dance. It's a feast for people who can't ever quite sing on key, but don't stop singing because of it. It's a festival for those of us who recognize the value and the import of our own bodies, even though they never seem to quite do what we want them to or look the way we wish they'd look. It's a feast for everybody who's ever nicked themselves with a razor or, or, or gone out with their hair looking awry. It's a feast for those of us who know suffering and pain, desolation even, in our own bodies or those of the ones we love. It's ironic in a certain way the reason uh, the bishops don't make us go, don't have holy days of obligation on Mondays, I guess, it is because they're trying to be generous with our bodies, huh? The idea is that if you had a day off yesterday, you probably had to go back to work today, it'd be a real hardship on you. I think it's goofy, but that's not the point. The point is that what they're after is care of you, body, and soul. Now, we in the church are often real good at one or the other, right? We take care of bodies. We have crisis pregnancy clinics. We have St. Vincent de Paul. We take care of the poor and the sick. It's true, we do. Souls, we preach. We have devotions, missions, sacraments. But I think sometimes, even for us, we keep these things at ends or at odds as though they're somehow opposites, or even on, on opposite ends of a spectrum. It's a lie. It's not true. If somebody touches you, you don't say, stop touching my body. What do you say? Stop touching me. <laughs> and if somebody hurts you, hurts your feelings, and then some, you don't say, you pain my soul. You say, why did you hurt me? And the Blessed Mother knew pain and suffering in body and soul. And the pain and suffering which she knew in body and soul, the pain and suffering which she witnessed and shared in in her own son's body and his rational human soul, that's what's been redeemed. That's the festival we keep today, that God transforms our suffering and turns them into something glorious. Mary is the queen standing at the king's right hand. See, our architecture is smarter than you thought it was. She is the glorious city which God's ancestor David told of in the Psalms. 
She is the fulfillment of all the hopes and the dreams and the desires that every one of us has ever had for another human being. Every one of you who is a parent, whoever went to a ball game or a band concert and felt that swell of pride that comes with your child doing good. Johnny made the play. Sally didn't play too off key. She finished her solo or whatever it was. That, that burst of pride that happens inside us in delighting in the bodily action of another, because both sports and music are fundamentally bodily, that's what's fulfilled in Mary. And it's made perfect in this festival of her dormition and assumption. You see, Christ trampled down death by death so that we would no longer have to fear death. Mary's falling asleep was cause for celebration because of the knowledge of her ascension, of her assumption. Because, because though she had now gone down the way we all fall, she could now rise up. And the lifting up of her earthly body, the delight she now shares at the right hand of God, that is not only something which is hers. That is a promise to you and to me. That is a promise to you and to me about our own future. You can consult horoscopes or look in crystal balls or read tea leaves. I even heard on NPR this week about some lady who's casting fortunes by throwing asparagus up in the air and seeing how they land. Please don't do any of those things. But you could do that all day long, and you will never learn anything as surely about your future as you do in the celebration of this feast. Two things are invariably true about your life. You will die. There's no getting around it. There's no getting out of it. Believe me, smarter, better people than you have tried, everyone has failed. You will die. And, in the end, you will be restored to your bodies. For the glory of the righteous, to share in that which is Mary's now already, or in the suffering of the damned. So today, as we glory in Mary and what she's done, as we glory in Mary and what God has done in her, choose. Choose.